0: Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of Target Corporation, ticker symbol TGT. We're looking at Target today because they're both a subscriber request and they're a dividend king. So they are a member of the S&P 500 and they've consecutively increased the amount of dividends that they're paying out for each of the past 50 years. That puts them into a very select group with other businesses such as Coca-Cola and Procter & Gamble. Currently, Target is trading for $165.80 per share. Over the past year, their stock price is down 35%. They had a huge decline in May of 2022. On the back of the news that they were experiencing headwinds in their business, Inventory buildup and inf- and pressure from inflationary pricing, all of those together and decreased forward guidance for the business is giving Target some potential short-term pain. But we're looking today at the business's fundamentals to try to better understand if Target is going to have what it takes to overcome that over the long run. Over the past five years, Target has done phenomenally well. They've compounded at a rate of 21 and a half percent over 10 years. Things are more back down to earth. They're compounding at a rate of nine and a half percent. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, over approximately the past 18 years, Target has compounded at a rate of about 6.5% annually. Keep in mind that this is not including their dividend payouts. Currently, Target has a 2.3% dividend yield, which would be in addition to these annual returns. So Target is trading about $30 over their 52-week low. They're down quite a bit, down almost $100 from their 52-week high. Target is a very large business. They have a $74.5 billion market cap. For more background about the company, with about 2,000 stores as of the end of fiscal 2021, Target is a leading American general merchandise retailer, offering a variety of products across several categories, including beauty and household essentials, which make up 26% of fiscal 2021 sales, food and beverage, which is 19% of sales, home furnishing and decor, again 19% of sales, hard lines, which make up 18% of sales, and apparel and accessories, which comprise 17% of sales. Most of Target's stores are large, averaging more than 125,000 square feet. The company has a significant e-commerce presence, deriving about 19% of sales from the channel, up from about 9% of their sales in fiscal 2019 before the COVID-19 pandemic. In addition to its namesake stores, Target owns Shipt, an online same-day delivery platform. After it exited Canada in 2015, virtually all of Target's revenue is generated from the United States. For our fundamental analysis, we'll be performing the select six analysis, taking a checklist style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of target based off of their business fundamentals. So this analysis is still a work in progress. It's going to continue to evolve and improve and get better over time. And so it's also an opportunity to learn in public. So with that said, let's get right into today's analysis. So starting things off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. So over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is gonna return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns are gonna be captured here by return on capital. Additionally, the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. So by asking for an average return of 14% or higher, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based on the overall quality of the business being about twice as good as average. Target has managed to increase their returns on capital pretty steadily over this time. They ended fiscal 2022, averaging about 29% returns on capital. They've returned 19% return on capital over the last 12 months. So averaged out over this time, Target's doing pretty well. They're earning 20 and a half percent return on capital, which is almost three times better than that of an average business, and well above the 14% mark we're looking for. So this is a check to start off on metric number one for Target. Next up for metric number two, we're taking a high level overview of the cash coming into the business. We want their revenues, earnings, and free cash flows to have grown over the past five years. This metric is all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are gonna be up for Tarjay here, or if any of these are down, this entire metric will be an X. So over this time, targets managed to grow their revenues by a pretty healthy amount. They've also increased their earnings, more than doubling their earnings over this time. However, it's their free cash flows that are going to get them into trouble and were part of the reason their stock price crashed so hard earlier in 2022. In fiscal 2018, they had $4.4 billion of free cash flow, and in fiscal 2022, they brought in about $5.1 billion of free cash flow, but so far over their last 12 months, Target has only produced $427 million of free cash flow. So significantly down from where these numbers have been historically. That's part of what really freaked people out about Target's announcements. While this is likely a temporary headwind, especially for a business with a track record like Target, this caused people a lot of grief. And unfortunately, because their free cash flows are down, this means that this is going to be our first X here on metric number two. Next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at Target on a per share basis. We wanna see earnings per share growth over the last five years. And indeed, that's what we're seeing here. Not only has Target more than doubled their revenues over the last five years, they've also repurchased about 13.5% of their shares outstanding, which is fantastic for long-term shareholders in the business, because when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that business. And when a business buys back shares, by decreasing the amount of stock that they have outstanding. They're increasing your ownership percentage in the business, which is ultimately gonna increase the percentage of the business's profits that you're entitled to. So not only has Target earned more in earnings over this last five years, as a long-term shareholder in the business, your percentage of those earnings is also higher as well. So it's a double whammy that really works out for long-term investors here. So this is a check on metric number three. Metric number four is gonna be very similar. Here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. Again, while it looks like from fiscal 2018 to 2022, they did grow their free cash flows per share over their last 12 months, even with these buybacks, their free cash flows per share are down quite significantly. They are only earning $0.90 per share even with their buybacks, their free cash flows are down over 90% from what they were in fiscal 2022. So this will be an X on metric number four here. So, so far through our first four metrics, we're split evenly two checks and two X's. Then for metric number five, we want their net debt, which is long and short-term liabilities minus cash and short-term investments to be below the amount of free cash flow that they produced over the past five years. Target ended fiscal 2022 with $10.5 billion in net debt. Since then, they've increased their amount of net debt, and currently they have just about $16.8 billion in net debt. Even still, over the last five years, Target has produced $25 billion of free cash flow. Based off these historical free cash flows, they've had more than enough cash coming into their business to be able to pay off all of this debt and then some. So on a historical basis, it looks like Target is not overly levered, but if their really low last 12 months of free cash flow persist for multiple years potentially, then things could be looking rougher for Target going forward. That's a big if, and ultimately you're just going to need a deeper understanding of the business. To learn about where their cash flows are going to be at in more detail. Then for our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield above 5%. If this is the case, this will give us a slight risk premium to the rate of the 10-year treasury and give us another reason to potentially be interested in Target. We're using their total enterprise value because it's going to be a more accurate picture of the economic reality of this business, more similar to as if Target, a private company as total enterprise value takes into account both their net debt and their market cap. So, we learned that over the past five years, Target has produced 25 billion dollars of free cash flow, which means that in an average year, they're bringing in five billion dollars of free cash flow. When we divide their five billion dollars of average free cash flow by their 91 billion dollar total enterprise value, that gives us an average free cash flow to enterprise value yield of 5.5 percent. That's above the rate of the 10 year treasury, and that's above that five percent benchmark we're looking for. So this is a check here on metric number six. Worth noting though, is that because of Target's woes over their last 12 months, with Target only bringing in $427 million of free cash flow over their last 12 months, a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business, when we divide their $427 million of their last 12 months of free cash flow by their $91 billion total enterprise value, That only gives us a 0.5% current free cash flow to total enterprise value yield. So because of the dramatic difference between those two numbers, it's likely that the economic reality for the business probably lies somewhere in between. And so again, you would just want to understand exactly what's going on with Target in more detail to get a more nuanced, more thorough understanding of Target going forward. As mentioned, Target is a dividend king. They've consecutively increased their dividend payments for each of the past 50 years, and they are a member of the S&P 500. Currently, Target is paying out a 2.3% dividend yield, which is slightly higher than that of a yield from an S&P 500 ETF. So here we're looking at their dividend profile. So it's really important that you don't blindly chase dividend yield or a dividend track record. But instead, you stop and you look at the fundamentals that underlie that business to help determine if that dividend is going to be healthy and supported going forward into the future. So while in all five of these fiscal years, it's no surprise that Target has grown their dividends per share as they've both been increasing their dividends and they've been buying back shares. And in all five of these years, they produced more than enough cash flows to be able to support this dividend payout. However, for that to continue being the case going forward for Target, their cash flows need to significantly rebound. As over the last 12 months, given that they've only brought in $0.90 of free cash flow per share, that's covering less than half of their dividend payment here, and the company has a moderate amount of debt, and it looks like they've been taking on even more as they've experienced recent challenges in their business. Ultimately, you're just going to need to understand how Target is going to be able to go back to being highly cash flow generative and rebound from where their current cash flows are at right now. So then finally, here we're using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair value for Target, So starting with an average of their free cash flows over their last five years, which this average, again, is significantly higher than where their current free cash flows are at. And projecting these cash flows out into the future based off of historical assumptions from Target's abilities to grow their free cash flows since 1990. So you will want to verify whether or not these historical assumptions are going to be potentially applicable going forward for Target. So using a growth stage over the next 10 years where Target grows their average free cash flows at a rate of about 9% annually, and then using a terminal stage over the next 10 years out after that, so projecting 20 years into the future in total, where that growth rate falls by more than half and declines to about 4% annually. If we add in their tangible book value today, and we wanted a 10% rate of return from Target going forward, then it looks like today's stock price is roughly what you would need for a fair value of a 10% rate of return. There are some caveats to this, though. So this rate of return would be including their dividend yield. Currently, they have about a 2.3% dividend yield. And again, this is based off of their average free cash flow. So this is assuming that Target is able to get back to their baseline of average and then continue growing their averages moving forward into the future. If we were to use their last 12 months of free cash flow instead, this would be a very, very different story. And this model would likely look very unattractive for Target. Again, the economic reality for this business likely is somewhere in between. So a 10% rate of return from Target today, especially when their combined return has only been about 8.5% over the last 18 years, does seem like it's just a little bit high based off Target's historical performances. So you want to do more research to get a more thorough understanding of Target, and you can tweak your own inputs into a model like this. So keep in mind that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered financial and legal professionals. So in summary, Target checks the box on four out of six of our metrics. They're earning high average returns on capital coming in at about 20 and a half percent, which are almost three times better than that of an average business. Their revenues and earnings are up over the last five years. However, their cash flows have taken a significant beating over their last 12 months. Target has also managed to repurchase about 13.5% of their shares outstanding over the past five years. And relative to their historical cash flows over the past five years, it looks like the business is using a moderate amount of leverage that would be appropriate to their business. However, it would be unlikely that Target would be able to support that debt load if their current free cash flows persist for a while here. Then even though the business looks like it's attractive based off of its average free cash flow to enterprise value yield, It looks like that's not the case based off their current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. So reality probably lies somewhere between the two for Target. Then as mentioned a couple of times, Target is a dividend king. They've consecutively increased their dividends for 50 years and they're paying out a 2.3% dividend yield. So taking a look at their dividend profile, in all five of their recent fiscal years, they were able to support their dividend with their cash flows. However, that has not been the case over their last 12 months, so potentially considering Target as an investment would really be dependent on them bouncing back from their recent cash flow woes and getting back to where they've been at historically. Lastly, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of Target based off of their average free cash flows, and then using historical growth assumptions based off Target's abilities to grow those free cash flows over the past 30 years. It would look like if you're using their average free cash flows, that from today's prices, you could reasonably expect about a 10% rate of return going forward from Target over the next 20 years, including their dividends. Again, this is about 1% to 2% above where they've been historically over the past 18 years. So that might be a bit generous for the business. And if you would only use their current free cash flows and then those same historical growth assumptions, things would look pretty ugly for the company. Again, this would seemingly point out to us that the reality for Target is likely somewhere in the middle. It's worth reiterating that this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered financial and legal professionals. This analysis instead serves as a beginning and holistic understanding of target to help you determine whether it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about the business going forward. So if you are interested in learning about the company, I would recommend that you start with their filings. You can read through their 10Ks and their annual reports to get a history of the business and their operating results. Management will also lay out some of the potential risks that the company faces, and you'll get a better understanding of the environment that Target operates in and how management plans to navigate the business through that. By reading through both their annual reports and then following that up with some of their proxy statements, you'll get a deeper understanding of both the character and competence of management, especially as it comes to understanding how management is incentivized and learning how they're approaching capital allocation going forward. When you're done reading through those 10-Ks and their proxy statements, I'd also point you to read through their 10-Qs, as well as reading through some of their recent quarterly earnings call transcripts. You'll probably be able to glean some especially interesting insights into the business, by reading through some of the Q&As that they've had recently especially as they're navigating a pretty uncertain and pretty ambiguous time to be a retailer in the United States. So through this deeper analysis as a value investor you're ultimately trying to understand the business as if you're going to own 100% of it and you can truly understand the essence of the business and know what's important and what's not important for the business. As you learn more about the qualitative and quantitative aspects of the company, you'll ultimately be able to approximate for yourself what an appropriate intrinsic value for Target should be. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Target Corporation, ticker symbol TGT. Target was a subscriber request, so I'm happy to make an analysis of it. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Target with me, and have a great day.